The Oklahoma City Thunder win their most important coin toss in franchise history. What does that mean for the lottery odds? Also, we're going to dive into the final stock watch of the 2020-2021 NBA season, buying and selling stock in every single Thunder player. All that and more is coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host. Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Is that R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S? You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for all 5362 7128. On today's show, brought to you by rockauto.com. We're going to dive into the huge coin flip from this afternoon, the final stock watch of the regular season where we buy and sell stock and every single Thunder player ahead of the offseason, as well as take our three spins on tankathon.com, evaluating what each outcome would mean, and that becomes a lot easier to do from the Thunder coin toss. Real quick, I want to mention uh, that I appreciate, again, all the support, patience, uh, and kind words from everybody during this time. If you've listened to to the show this month, uh, you know that my mom was in hospice all month, and uh, she passed away Sunday. My mom loved the show. She uh, she would listen every day. She would read the reviews of the show every day, and some of them uh, would would frankly upset her. But you know, she she loved it. Uh, she was very proud of, of everything that that I've done uh, and that my sister's done. And you know, it, it's tough. You, you you're never prepared to lose your mom. I don't think at any age, but especially 23. Uh, so I appreciate all the support and the patience during this month uh, that we're trying to get back to normal. Uh, but as far as the show goes. Had to miss some some shows throughout this last month, but but your support has been great. The support from David Locke, uh, Nick Engstead, uh, Sean Woodley. Uh, it, it's been great to have that support system um, for the show moving forward. We're back to daily podcasts. We'll stay daily all off-season long. Uh, we're going to have weekly mock drafts network-wide for the lottery teams before our really huge network-wide mock draft that you heard from last year. And it's even going to be improved from that from last year. So the content will get ramped up. We'll have that weekly mock draft for the network. We'll have bi-weekly mock drafts where I go through every single pick myself. We'll have weekly chats with draft experts, draft profiles on every single player, big boards, weekly tankathon spins as we always have done, bonus podcasts, double uploads, weekend pods. Uh, we're going to have so much content uh, that you will not know what to do with yourself. And luckily, this is all evergreen stuff. You know, you can go back and listen to this time, at any time, seeing how I felt and how draft experts felt about these prospects, and you can binge it if you have a summer road trip coming up or anything else. Uh, but I appreciate, again, the support. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from because we're back. We have our normal setup now. I know the audio quality was not very good uh, in the hospice. I was recording in a spare room and and trying to be as little disruptive as possible over there with a blue snowball microphone, which is you know not, not ideal. But we're back now with uh, our normal equipment. And, and, again, just thank you all for for the kind words and for the patience, but let's get into the podcast. Now let's get into the thunder. And this afternoon they had the coin toss to decide 
who would slot fourth and fifth in the pre-draft lottery standings. And of course, the Thunder were tied with Cleveland entering today, and that tie was broken by this tiebreaker. And the Thunder won the coin toss, so they're going to slot four. Cleveland slots five. And obviously, it's great to slot higher as, as high as you can. What does that mean in general, though, for the Oklahoma City Thunder? Well, the lowest the Thunder can fall now is pick eight. And at pick eight, there's only a 2.4% chance of it sliding all the way down there. The highest percent chance of one single pick from Oklahoma City's pick is 27.1, and that's the chances Oklahoma City falls to six. The Thunder have an 11.5% chance of getting pick one, 11.4% chance of getting pick two, 11.2% chance at pick three, and an 11% chance at pick four. Pick five with the Thunder's pick, they have a 7.4% chance at getting And then pick five with Houston's pick is a 47.9% chance. Of course, if Houston drops from one to five, at that point, the Thunder get their pick. There's a 47.9% chance of that happening. The likelihood is large. It's over 80% that the Thunder will have a top five pick in this year's draft class. And the top five in this class is very, very good. We'll see what the Thunder can come up with June 22nd, which is the official lottery date. So on June 22nd, we'll know exactly what's going to happen in terms of the slots for every team. The Thunder can have two top five picks. They could have one top five pick. They can have no top five picks to kind of refresh on where the pick situation is for this team. The Thunder will have their pick no matter where it lands. So they have at least their pick. They're going to have an additional pick, whether it comes from Houston or Miami. If Houston's pick falls to five, they'll get Houston's pick. If Houston's pick falls above five, then they'll get Miami's pick. Miami's pick, of course, is at pick 18. The Thunder are going to be anywhere from picks 1 to 8, as we just discussed. The Thunder will also have picks 35 and 36 in the second round, as well as pick 55 in the second round, courtesy of their own pick at 35, Minnesota's pick at 36, and Denver's pick at 55. So let's dive into the three possible outcomes as we do our three spins on tankathon.com. What we do here is simulate the draft three times, and we'll decide what outcome means what for Oklahoma City. Option number one, the spin is in, and it's pick one and pick 18. At this point, you get Cade Cunningham, and I don't really care who you draft to pick 18. I'd probably draft Zaire Williams if he's available. This is a brilliant outcome. This is, this is a great outcome. Any outcome in which the Thunder get Cade Cunningham and get to pair Cade with SGA, and those two I think will work together and coincide perfectly for the future and, and set a great foundation to try to win championships. Any outcome that has you getting Cade Cunningham is a great outcome. Of course, you'd love if that Houston pick can fall to five, but no matter where that Houston pick lands, if you get pick one, that's all you can ask for. That, that is brilliant. Option number two is getting picks six and 18. Not ideal, not terrible. This outcome... In all likelihood, again, we're not sure how these players will develop. We're not sure how these players will uh, fill into their own and which players will be great and which players will be bust. We don't know yet. Uh, But on paper, this outcome does not give you that franchise-changing player, but it still gives you a really good player. In my opinion, you'd go with Keon Johnson here. Many people have Scotty Barnes here. Many people have Jalen Johnson here. I like Keon Johnson the best of the non-top five guys. You know, the traditional top five being Cade, Green, Suggs, Mobley, Kaminga. Outside of those five, my next up is Keon Johnson. 
I think that that'd be a great pick for the Thunder. I think that Keon Johnson be, could be great in this organization, in this environment, with this staff. I think Keon Johnson would be amazing, but not so amazing, on paper at least, that you'd be on the championship path yet. Option three presents you picks four and 18. And this outcome, for, for my board personally, it could not happen. But for the general consensus around the NBA, you're probably going to get Jalen Green here. A lot of people have him sliding down. He's my second best prospect for, for me. So I would love this draft pick. I think that this is another good outcome. Anything in the top five is really good. Beyond that, you're starting to have to talk yourself into some things. But if you get Jalen Green and then you get a, a Kai Jones or a Zaire Williams or a Jared Butler or whomever will fall to that Miami pick, if you get Jalen Green, that puts you closer to your goal of winning a championship more so than Keon Johnson does. Look, you're going to add a good player. The pick can only fall to eight, and you trust Sam Presti to evaluate these prospects properly. They're going to get a good player. It's the range of a good player. And Jalen Green is in a much different category for me than Keon Johnson. Keon Johnson will be a good player, might sneak into an all-star game or two. Jalen Green, to me, is a multi, multi-time all-star with a brilliant makeup that can be a huge highlight real player and that can be a franchise changer. Uh, both good, but one's significantly better. So that's the importance of getting the top five. But again, there is not a bad outcome for me in, in the draft, like a, like a terrible outcome. There's an undesirable outcome. You don't desire picks eight and 18, but even so, you're going to get good players. I think that people get confused on that. Whenever we talk about doomsday scenario, it's not a knock on the players you're going to get because you're still going to find good players. It's about the quality differential between a good player and a potentially great player. And then if you want to look at this all optimistically, you can just throw back, everyone can be great, but we're going to have a more um, intelligent conversation than just saying, eh, you know, everyone can be great. It's not really a, a good way to do content in my opinion. So those are the three spins. We'll have our network-wide mock draft coming up. It happens every single week from here on out. So much fun. Great idea by Locked On Rockets host Jackson Gatlin. Coming up, we'll have a very special edition of Stock Watch, where we're going to do what we did preseason. We're going to buy and sell stock in every single Thunder player heading into this offseason, see how things have changed from the preseason and how things will move forward into the offseason as the Thunder have to make some difficult decisions with these players. Right now, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Lucy Company. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for better and cleaner nicotine alternatives. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and develop for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy is created by a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that come in three flavors. Winter green, cinnamon, pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge of four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors. Cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenge and gum are FSA and HSA eligible. So you can use your FSA card to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, and on the go, or even at the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. 
This is a real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. So it's simple and you don't even have to leave your house because Lucy can deliver to you. They have their delivery system down. Lucy Lodgins and Gum are also FSA and HSA eligible. So you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on NBA Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to get 20% off all products in your first order, including Gummer Lodgenses. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer warning, this product contains nicotine, derivative from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Rock Auto is an incredible outlet for you to use. RockAuto.com is amazing. I know nothing about cars, and that makes me, in my opinion, the best spokesman for RockAuto.com because at that website, I don't have to know anything about cars. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time, resources, anything on parts I cannot use, Parts I do not need, parts that are not compatible, because otherwise I'd have no idea what I would need to get that is compatible with my vehicle. RockAuto.com helps a ton. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Listen, there's no point to go to a auto parts store around town anymore. You can do it all online. Skip the middleman. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. So go to their brilliant website that's so Easy to navigate, easy to use, rockauto.com. When you go there, tell them that Locked On sent you in the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. That's rockauto.com, Locked On sent you in the how did you hear about us box. And now it's time to get into our special edition of Stockwatch here on Locked On Thunder. Yeah, they're penny stocks. I told you not to sell. You did not tell me not to sell. I said the market fluctuates, remember? Well, what are you going to do about this stock? I'm keeping it. I'm going down with the ship. Celebrate with our weekly act of debauchery. It is time for the final stock watch of the 2020-2021 season. We're going to buy and sell stock in every single Thunder player and see how they've progressed this year. Let's start out with SGA. SGA is the most improved player for the Thunder this year because... I think he's improved his ceiling. I think that he's shown you that he can be the guy on a championship caliber team. You've got to put the right pieces around him, but his efficiency, his shooting ability, his ability to command the offense, everything that he did this year was superb. Still just 22 years old, still young. He can still fit the timeline if you can get these picks right in the near future. You have to buy stock in SGA. You have to be encouraged by what you saw from him this year. That was pretty unexpected. I mean, I said last May that the expectation for SGA would be that he'd be at worst a second-best player on a championship team. He's proven that to be a factual statement that I made last May. Of I think that it's pretty solidified at this point that at the very worst, SGA would be a second-best player on a championship team. And he has the potential to be a 1A, 1B kind of guy. Buy all the stock you can in SGA, and the price point is through the roof for him. Lou Dort is another player. Uh, that, that has vastly improved this year. You buy all the stock you can in Lou Dort, and, and him and SGA both earned votes this year in the Most Improved Player category, the Most Improved Player Award. 
I think SGA would finish in the top three had he been healthy this year. Lou Dort deserves it from his offensive production, especially watching his shooting progress throughout this season and comparatively to where it was last year. And that defense is legit. It's not taking a step back. You saw him shut down Jamal Murray. You saw him shut down Donovan Mitchell. You saw him shut down uh, LeBron in that one possession where he, air, where he airballed uh, against Lou Dort. You, you saw Lou Dort make highlight-level plays on defense, which is, which is incredibly hard to do, and that most guys can't do. Most guys cannot play good enough defense to make it a must-see viral Twitter moment. Lou Dort can't. You buy stock in Lou Dort. Uh, the, the, the first controversial one for me is Darius Baisley. I think everyone in their right mind is buying stock in Lou Dort and SGA. Darius Baisley is a very hot commodity in Thunder Twitter because there's people that love him, people that hate him, people who are indifferent about him. You know, I think that Darius Baisley obviously had a disappointing year this year. He was hurt, and even when he was healthy at the start of the year, he did not gel well into his new role. I would not sell on Baisley yet, though. I think two things can be true at the same time. The first thing that's true is that Baisley's still young. Baisley can still progress. Baisley can still be what we thought he might be this offseason, right? It can also be true that if Sam Presti, who's very aggressive and very bold and is willing to put all the chips on the table, if Sam Presti needed a sweetener and a deal, Darius Baisley's at the front of that list. Darius Baisley's on the chopping block in terms of these young prospects. Both things can be true. You shouldn't give up hope on Baisley, but if Sam Presti needed somebody to, to be expendable, Darius Baisley is expendable. I'm buying stock in Darius Baisley. I think that you'll see him put in better spots as we progress through this next year and as he gets into his third year. You'll see him play more with the ball in his hands, play with lineups that will allow him to do that and not necessarily shoehorn him into the starting group. I think you'll see him adjust better to being game plan for, just better to kind of being uh, one of the more accounted for players, and that he can still be that double-double guy that we thought he might be preseason. That was my biggest bold take of the year, was that Bays would average a double-double. And, and he can do that. He has that potential. He has that great rebounding knack, and he has an ability to score and fill it up in the stat sheet. He just needs to be put in those spots. And... and Honestly, Baisley should be the player that Mark loves the most. Mark has talked all about having uh, a versatile roster of guys who can grab it and go and of guys who are positionless and of guys uh, who fit the skill sets that Darius Baisley possesses. We need to see him kind of turn that into something. I think that this is a big summer for Baisley. I think he's going to come back next year ready to hit the ground running and have have taken a pretty big leap. We'll see if he can do that this summer. Next up is Pokashevsky. Alexei Pokashevsky, who you know that pre-draft, I was very uh, mixed on it. In fact, I was pretty out on Pokashevsky because of what an anomaly that he is. And none of us, I've talked to many people, none of us thought that Pokashevsky would be where he is today. That he'd look this good already. That he'd show these NBA signs already. And talking to him in the exit interview, talking with Mark and Sam Presti and everybody involved, it certainly seems as though Poku is invested in getting better and invested in being the best team he can be. It certainly seems as though Poku will take this summer seriously. You heard him say he'll stay in Oklahoma City. He's going to unplug, take a break. You see him back in Serbia right now. But pretty soon he'll be back here in Oklahoma City trying to get better. 
We saw the, the leap that he made in the G League bubble. Now he has even more time off to kind of hone in on his craft, and he can have an even better leap this summer going into next year. It's not just about next year. Projecting Poku, you can see the flashes of him being a unicorn player, a special and indescribable talent. Something that's hard to put into words, how good he can be, how impactful he can be. And he can be that Giannis type of player where he's not going to play like Giannis, but he can be that in the sense of here's a guy that comes over extremely raw and all of a sudden he develops and in a couple summers he's an elite player. He could have that elite potential. Now his elite and Giannis's elite will look totally different because they play two different styles. But though these are two guys who could outperform the limitations that some put on them. And we saw those flashes already. Poku. Coming up, we'll get more into this roster, including every other player. But right now, let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Baseball season is full swing, so you are going to want to track all your action at betonline.ag. So get in on the latest news, odds, and information for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their playoff runs. Head over to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportbook experts. Promo code locked on at betonline.ag gets you that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We are back on Locked on Thunder, the daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's get back into Stock Watch. And now let's talk about Tail Maldon, another great rookie for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm buying stock in the Tail Maldon. He had a rookie wall like around March, I'd say. But other than that, all around one of the best players in this team uh, this season. Tell Maldon played wise beyond his years. It was fun getting to watch him play. And I think that even I and most people lose sight on the fact that he's also very young because he plays so mature, because he plays so much better than you'd expect from a rookie. And because he has that experience overseas in the professional ranks, we forget that he still has upside also. And he still has room to grow also. This draft in 2020 turned into a very good one. I mean, Poku can, can be an all-star level player. Tail Maldon can be a quality starter or an amazing bench player. And to get those two quality of players at picks 16 and 34, or wherever uh, the second round pick was that got Tail Maldon, is incredible. If you've listened to the show before that you know that I love Ty Jerome. I'm buying stock in Ty Jerome being an elite sixth man, a, a great player off the Thunder bench to carry the offense once your starters leave the floor, which we know is a big deal and what you need to have happen for teams trying to contend. Love Ty Jerome. Sue Luke, you know, I, I might be selling Sue Luke, and I, in fact, am going to sell Sue Luke because I think that his kind of value has gotten overinflated a bit from his recent run whenever he's only on the floor. But I can take it or leave it with Sfi. If, if they re-sign Sfi, great. If they don't, I'm not going to really care. I'm kind of hit or miss with Sfi. 
And in terms of whatever the Thunder want to do with him moving forward, Charlie Brown Jr., I'm selling him. I don't really see him as an NBA player. Worked hard, great person, not really an NBA type of player. Kenny Hustle, you have to buy all the stock you can in Kenny Hustle. Kenny Hustle is going to be a culture setter, a scrappy player that can be very valuable for you in the next two to three years in terms of on-the-court production. But then after two to three years, he'll still be very valuable in terms of the locker room, in terms of uh, making sure that your young players you're going to draft at that point can develop properly and can develop with good NBA habits. Love Kenny Hustle. We only got a short time to see Gabriel Deck, but I'm buying all the stock in Gabriel Deck as well. He proved to be a legitimately good NBA player. We're not sure the capacity yet of what he can be, kind of the ceiling for him, but the floor to me has already been set, which is the most important measurement to set is the floor. And to me, he's going to be a role player in the NBA at worst and has the potential to be even better than that. Gabriel Deck was awesome in his limited action. I'm still buying stock in Josh Hall. I still think he can be a quality NBA player, but of course the injuries and the lack of playing time really hinder that. I'm hoping the Thunder can have him back on a two-way contract again next year. Jalen Horde, I'm going to sell stock in Jalen Horde. Played well during his limit limited time on a two-way contract and in the second half of the year whenever nobody was playing. Played well, but I do not think that that's sustainable as you continue to improve this roster. I'm selling stock in Mike Muscala being back next year. And Muscala played well this year, but I, I just don't really see the fit for him organizationally um, in terms of are we sure that Muscala is comfortable essentially retiring? Because I think that his second half role and minutes, which was nothing, is more in line with what the Thunder can afford to do moving forward. And he played really good basketball in the first half. I'm not sure he's ready to essentially retire and not get any minutes and just sit there and be kind of the grandfather on the end of the bench. Maybe he is. He's very emotional about the city, about this organization. If anyone would do that, it would be Matt Muscala. But for me, I just see him having too much basketball talent left in him to return next year. I'm buying stock in Isaiah Roby. Roby's a quality NBA player, especially for what Mark wants to do. And he's still very young. He still has room to mature and grow and work on the things he needs to work on. If he can learn to space the floor a bit more, that'd be awesome this summer. If he can figure out a way to defend better down low, that'd be awesome this summer. But I think that Isaiah Roby, you found a role player, right? You, you found a rotational piece in this mess of a season. And that's more than you thought Roby would be just a few short months ago. So that's awesome. I'm selling Tony Bradley. I'm selling Moses Brown. Tony Bradley is a dime a dozen to me. I think you can get Tony Bradley in the form of any available big man at the at the free agent market. If you bring him back, much like Sfi, great. If you don't, great as well. Moses Brown is a gimmicky NBA player. I'm selling him. I'm, I'm not buying into the potential that he can be a starting level, level center. He can't be. He can be a rotational piece, maybe, that plays in certain matchups. And the final one is Al Horford. I'm going to hold on Al Horford. I'm going to I'm going to continue to have my stock in Al Horford, not sell him, not buy any more shares. I think what Al Horford did this year was prove that he can still be a very talented and efficient and productive as well as helpful NBA player. He can help you get to where you want to go. He can at least take you up a notch. He can at least move you up the stairs. If you think of the NBA as a staircase, being on the floor would be being the worst team in the NBA. Then you get to take the step up of being a bottom five team in the NBA. 
Then you climb to being a middle of the pack NBA team. Then you climb to be a outside looking in playoff team. Then you climb to be a playoff team. Then you become a perennial playoff team. Then you become a championship contender. And then you become champions. If you look at it that way, then whatever level you're at right now without Al Horford, Al Horford can take you up to the next ledge. And he did that for the Thunder. He took you from what should have been a bottom five NBA team into the middle. And then once you sat Al Horford, you took that step backward. But he proved this year that he can still have the talent to push you forward, to make you take that one more step. And so if your step at that point, right, if your starting point is you're starting at a perennial playoff team, then he can take you to that next step forward to a championship contending team. He is a stepping piece, I think, this summer, and that's why I'm holding stock on him. Not going to buy any more. Not going to sell any, though. I'm holding stock on him, and I think that he'll have some semblance of value this offseason to be able to deal his massive contract. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will do our big board 1.0 for the NBA draft. Who do I have fitting in where? That will be a ton of fun. Let me know your favorite prospects in this year's NBA draft on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. That'll be a lot of fun. Subscribe to Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcast from. So much content coming out as we went over at the start of this show. You will not want to miss it. We're all aboard the NBA draft train. Again, thank you all for your kind words, mentions, messages on Twitter, emails, everything else. It's been very appreciated, and we're back on track now with the show. Until tomorrow, which will come out at a more normal time, this podcast releases on like Tuesday at 8 p.m., which is very rare. Uh, We'll have it back on track also with the timing, so you can expect them for your morning commute. On tomorrow's show, we'll get into the big board. Until then, be good and be good to one another.